0: G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 513 of the Train Smooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com. And while you're there, you're probably thinking, ah, I'll have a little look around. Well, just today I updated the homemade gels blog I've got on the, on the site. So if you want to make your own home, you know, sports gels, eh, save a little bit of money along the way it's um i think because i've been making my own sports gels for a while now and i i think it's like 10 or so cents per gel and that's significantly better than paying you know one two three dollars per gel elsewhere so all you got to do is jump onto com. up on top somewhere you'll see the words in the lines saying resources something like that if you click on that, go down a little and it will say "home sport homemade sports gels or wording to that effect. Click on that and it will give you the full recipe, a um, little bit of information on, you know, carbs per hour. It will have all the information like um, each batch will be the equivalent of four sports gels. And it will tell you the calories, the carbs, you know, all that good stuff. And if you want to experiment by adding more carbs, what I do to do it. So if you have a little play. I've been making my own gels now for a while, and I think yeah, um, it, it works out like ten, twenty seconds, ten or twenty cents per gel or so. Significantly cheaper than spending, you know, two, three dollars a gel. So it's up on the website now. It's so all updated. Hey, all right. Not a not a lot's been going on in my little world. I went camping for the first time in three hundred years the other day. Took took the family out, and um, the thing about camping. To 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 me, um, I brought all, all, all my camping stuff back in two thousand and one, so it's getting a bit old. And, but I we just never go out, so it's still in still in brand new condition. But I'm I'm there. I'm setting it up, and everyone's got everyone in the whole park's got amazing setups and a whole lot of gimmicks. The thing about it, it's very much like triathlon camping in in that um, community. Everyone loves a good gimmick, and everyone's either about to buy something, or they've only just brought something, and they're, they're, it's always the talk. I must have had about thirty different conversations with thirty different people talking about, "Oh, yeah, I've just brought this here, and I've just brought that there," and I'm thinking, like, "Well, that, that's good, that's great, <laughs> it's cool," but I, I have no idea where they store all this crap. And I have no idea if they're ever going to use half the crap. But anyway, they've got a lot of good setups. Generally, I have a a family full of people who demand room service. So generally, we don't go camping very often. This is, you know, it's been years since I've camped. But it, it was a good bit of fun. It was just, my son just, his daughter was a bit bored. She wanted to not be outdoors. My son what didn't want to be hanging around the campsite he couldn't understand why you everyone does it you set up a tent your your camper trailer or your car you know caravan whatever it is they've got you set it all up you spend hours getting everything else set up exactly how you want it to and then you take a seat and you just stare at it and you're doing nothing. A lot of them do nothing except for sit there and stare at your your equipment and tell other people what equipment you've just brought and what equipment you're saving up for to buy next. That's generally the entire camping park that, that we went to anyway. Um, but my son cannot comprehend. He goes, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just set up your tent and then go? Go elsewhere. Start exploring and then come back and sleep there and then go the next day and go back out, and which he did have a pretty good point. But anyway, it was a good bit of fun. Anyway, today's question comes from Maddie, who writes... What did you write? Uh, Port Macquarie 70.3 question. Entered for Port Macquarie 70.3 in May and I've just purchased my first time trial bike. I have been using a road bike with clip-on bars. I'm wanting to know what bike gear ratio should I be running with this course? Bike has standard 50, 34 and eleven twenty eight at the moment. I will be testing riding the course but wanted to be pretty close to setup-wise when when pre-riding the course. Also, bike pacing. Currently training using a heart rate and wondering how to pace a 70.3 to heart rate or if I'm better off spending the money to buy a power meter and bike computer so good questions um, and the whole lot will depend greatly on your goals if you want to be um, going into with the hope to qualify for the 70.3 world championships my uh, answers are going to be completely different than you just want to uh, get a PB which will be completely different again to I just want to finish the race so it, it's, there's a, there's a lot, lot there first up but um, the thing about it, I, I think um, Port Macquarie is the greatest place in Australia for for a try for, for um, Man and seventy point three. There, I just uh, to me um, coming from Tasmania, I just love that place. Um, it's sheltered, protected um, swim so if you don't need to be a stri- um you you know someone like me who's not a good swimmer um can be protected and you know it hides your weakness there um the bike course the rough the road is rough um rough and dead it's hilly um the you've got to go up I forget the name of that bloody street called um I'm not even gonna say because I'll probably say the wrong name. It um, has a peak. Of, I think it's 17. percent It goes up, um, and, you, and the 70.3 guys have got to go up. at once the I mean guys have got to go up, at twice. So um, you got to keep that in mind. And it's it's just a it just rolls up and down, up and down for for, for a good part of it in that course in the and the run course mostly flat with with i think just one incline hill hill slash incline where, depends where you're from anyway from someone like me where um all our roads down in Tassie are a hilly they're very rough dead roads it's just a perfect course um, but um having 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 said that um, that's not answering your question on how good the course is for me the there's a few things to keep to keep in mind um so we we'll, we'll back it up depends on what your goal is is your goal to finish it um or just to do well you could just keep it as as going as is you you won't need to spend much money you can just spend the time and effort training um would you use your heart rate to pace yourself on the bike i wouldn't um I' I would use it for the first ten minutes or so on the bike. Maybe first ten, fifteen minutes on the bike to keep um, to make sure you don't go over, go too hard. Everyone gets out of that water thinking, "Thank God that's half over," and they get on the bike. They've tapered, they're fresh, and off they go on the bike, and they go out too hard every time. So, keeping your heart rate in check for that first ten, fifteen minutes until you settle in. Um, and again, on the run, once you get off the bike, your, you know, your legs were feeling bad, but now that you've gone through transition, you're thinking, oh, I feel pretty good now. And all of a sudden, you take off. You, you were supposed to be taking off at, you know, let's let's just call it five minute k pace, but you're feeling really good. So all of a sudden, you you look down and you're watching you're running four forty pace, and you think, oh, I could hold this for sure. And then ten k's in, you are just walking so for the first 10-15 minutes on the bike and the first 10-15 minutes on the run I'd be looking at heart rate for sure making sure you don't go over it and then the rest of it would be um, just settling into a nice even even effort now if you've got the got the got the money for a power meter that's going to be your, your greatest option for pacing on that on that course, in particular, where that's going to come very valuable to you is the hills and the headwind, in particular the hills. If um, it's going to be very very easy to burn a few extra matches than you need on that course because of how hilly it is. So for for. um for instance i once had an athlete um in the u.s who was um ha- had a hilly course i forget which one it is now i'm drawing a blank hang on. it'll come to me in a second as i'm talking i'm sure it will anyway i was telling her you've got to spin really because she didn't have a power i said so just spin really easy uphill try and look at it as a recovery and then you know on a on downhills pick a big gear, soft pedal that bad boy, but, in a, but aggressively, but you're just soft pedaling, and on the flats you need to be very aggressive, uh, and we we kind of went on that as a game plan. So uh, where a power meter comes in is similar to that, so let's say you get, you're you going to keep, you want to do, um, your workout, you're going to do your race power, normalised power or so, uh, roughly around that 200 watts for instance, it will tell you, Um so uphill, you may you may only go um, two seventy watts, to uh, two eighty watts. Which when riding uphill, that you're it, you're gonna feel like you're on a beach holiday. You think, God, this is boring as hell. I've told the story a few times. I was riding Iron man Cairns. I was in this really good group, and I'm, I'm thinking, this is you know, I feel like I'm on a beach holiday. This group's amazing, and. We get to um, the part um, where there's a decent, good size hill, and everyone just took off uh, on me, and I and I do and I had a game plan of not letting my power go over my FTP, so. I just, I've virtually sat up, and I'm just riding easy, letting my um, power sit uh, sit at FTP. Everyone's completely taken off. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, bugger that, bloody no! Oh, it was good. White lasted, and so I'm just pedaling. By the time I got to the top, I'd caught just about every single one of them. They all, t- every one of them, took off like a bat out of hell up this hill. And and if I didn't catch every one of them, I um. I'd be surprised if I didn't catch them all, and and overtake most of them. It, it was such a bizarre thing, so that's where a power meter on a course like this is going to come in handy. Now, you don't need to be going out and spending, you know, $2,000 on an SRM. If you got it, and you got it spare, you know, that's where you, the you know, you, that's some quality hardware there. But you can get, you can go out and do, look at on um, that Facebook Marketplace, for instance, and you can, you'll be able to find a second hand power meter pretty damn um, pretty damn cheap. Hang on, bear with me. Sorry about that. I just had to quickly duck off. Yeah, you could get a second hand power meter pretty damn cheap for. Um, so you just got to make sure you're getting the right one for your bike and for your crank sets or whatever the one you choose. Um, so that that would be that would be a very very good value not only will it help you pace the race but it's going to help you train correctly as well so that that's if it's in your budget and um that's where i'd be heading as for gears uh, gears, um selection I wouldn't look too deeply into it i think you've got a lot more stuff you can be working on before you need to worry to me that's classes marginal gains um then trying to you now, if you if you tell me you're you've ticked out of all the boxes um of, of stuff you can do get like what wheel selection you what aero helmet what um tricep what you know socks you know there, there's a ton of stuff you could be ticking off um that would be classed that be more important than worrying about gear selections and spending the money now if you've got a heap there that that's a different different story but i'd be purely just uh, um focusing my intentions elsewhere unless you've got um the resources there so, but we we it's a, it's really easy to um, spend our time and effort in um, not focusing on the meat and potato of the sports, which which you, the the biggest benefit you're going to get is training right, recovering right and dialing in that nutrition make sure you're getting enough recovery make sure you you know everything means every session whether it's an easy run or a a tempo run or or what or a a, a vo2 swim or whatever it is everything must mean something that's going to help you achieve your goal now if it's just you know you're just finishing or you just want to put a good time in well you might be able to get away the whole time just doing aerobic training but um, talking about aerobic training, just a quick side note. I see Pete Jacobs is um, booked in and going to be doing Ironman Cairns. He's got the big comeback. He reckons he's going to be at Kona this year, which I'm super. Oh, he's such a nice guy. But he just just about all his training is done that I that I'm very aware of. Um, just about all his training is done aerobically he's not really pumping out um threshold bike rides or threshold runs if he puts in an effort it's only a very short short thing and he's back to aerobic he's he's very very much keeping it aerobic so it'll be interesting to see how he goes at cairns to see because he's he should get out of the water um you know in that first group he's a spectacular swimmer a person who doesn't need to swim much gets out with the first batch which is wildly irritating to me but he's um but it'd be very interesting to see how he goes on the bike and very interesting to see how he goes on the run and overall see what he can actually do so yeah but anyway, I just I just reminded myself of it when I said um, you can do nothing but aerobic training because we think about it um, seventy point three, you most of it you're going to be spending very very aerobic, um, so it makes sense a good majority of your training's done that done at that. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes. I just I, I I'll. Just don't think uh, um, when you're a pro triathlete, you can get away with doing nothing but aerobic work. There's just the um, room for um, w- you know winning and losing, and mid-pack, front-pack, back-pack at that level is inches. Um, so yeah, be interesting to see how it goes. I, ho- I hope he hope he does well. He's a um, really nice bloke, but anyway i don't know if i've answered your question um i just uh, be, be if you've got the money get a power meter if you and focus more on the meat and potato of what's going to get you to that finishing line uh what's going to get you to the starting line healthy and fit and what's going to get you to the finishing line the quickest if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website drain until next episode hooray